Welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. How, how does your faith kind of play into it or does it play into it? What can be done about it? When I say the church, I'm talking about uh, evangelical white Christians and the black folk who attend their churches. Hello, welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. I'm Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh, and I'm very happy that you chose to either view us through YouTube or Facebook or listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Prime. As always, we invite your input. Uh, you can reach out to me at fredjeffsmith at gmail.com, fredjeffsmith at gmail.com. Let us know uh, how we're doing and what things we can do to improve uh, this podcast experience for you. Very happy today to welcome Ms. Maya Lee here with us. Ms. Lee is a professional makeup artist and entrepreneur. Ms. Lee, thank you for taking the time to come and share with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. So tell me your story. You're a young lady, uh, especially compared to me, 30 years of age. Uh, how did you become and how did you decide that you wanted to become a professional makeup artist? Um, I always did. Um, I always was a girly girl mm -hmm. um, coming up. Uh, my mom is a hairstylist, so I pretty much grew up in the beauty salon um, just watching her, you know, make everybody pretty. Mm -hmm. um, and as I grew up, I started to play in it, and she would just be like, oh, Lordy, like, she's becoming a girl. Mm -hmm. um, as I got older, um, I was working like a real, I guess you can say it was a real hard labor job. I was working in a warehouse. Okay. Um, and I didn't like that. Sure. <laughs> I did not like that. And I ended up getting laid off. And just after being laid off, I, I wanted to figure out a way that I can work for myself because I knew that working for other people just wasn't something that I wanted to do, especially being that they could lay me off whenever they wanted to. Mm -hmm. So um, after I was laid off, I had a, I was on like unemployment. So I had like a, a few months to kind of gather my thoughts and see what I wanted to do. And I just started practicing, um, practicing makeup, just watching YouTube tutorials mm -hmm. and practicing on my friends. And my friends were really a big part of what inspired me to keep going too. Cause they were just like, you do your makeup so good. Why you don't try to practice on us and charge other people. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and you can make money that way. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's pretty much what just made me jump right into it. Um, just being laid off from my job, working a job I didn't want to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that just pushed me. Once I laid, once I got laid off, it just pushed me into just going full force with it. I got my own studio um, after a couple months of just working, doing makeup in my apartment, traveling to people houses and stuff like that i end up getting my own studio and i've just been going ever since so do you consider uh being well it's called a makeup artist do you consider it to be an art or a skill or some combination of the two definitely a combination of the two um 
it's a skill that a lot of people don't have. That's mm-hmm. why I do say it's a skill. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely an artistry because makeup can be expressed in so many ways. Like, you can... There's, like, editorial makeup, which is more on the artsy side. But people appreciate just the glam, like, just a regular face that I have today. Like, mm-hmm. some people will say that's art. But... I would say makeup itself is an artistry. Um, and it does take a certain skill to do yeah. it. <laughs> how, how do you reason with someone, uh, a, a client, uh-huh. who wants one thing and you know that what they want is really not the best look for them? How, how do you diplomatically lead them to something else i like that question um because a lot of a lot of makeup artists don't know how to deal with that Mm -hmm. but i've been doing makeup for about 10 years now Mm -hmm. um so i've been in that position a few times Mm -hmm. how i typically deal with it i just tell the client to just trust me i'm always going to do what compliments you or what works for you. I'm never going to do anything that I feel will have you out here looking crazy. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, as an artist, just trust me. I don't think that may be, you know, the best look for what you're going for, but we can do this and I'll show them, you know, something else that will probably compliment them better. Mm -hmm. And they like it. When you watch television uh, and you see someone has been made up do you sit there and say I could have done a better job of that <laughs> that that, All this that, that wasn't a good look I'd be like man if I was her makeup artist I would have her as a lady like I say that a lot um, cause I, I watch a lot of reality TV mm-hmm. and they always have their faces done like on the green screens and stuff like that so mm-hmm. sometimes I'm just so focused on the makeup, I'm not even paying attention to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, I would have did her face so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have did this different. I would have did that different. Like, it's just how I am. Typically, uh, how long does it take from start to finish to prepare someone for an event or for television or for movies and does that differ depending upon what it is that you're preparing them for it definitely differs um it depends on the look that they're going for if they're just going for something like more natural or neutral typically about 30 minutes 30 to 45 minutes an hour max like that's if i'm just really taking my time Mm -hmm. Um, but if they want something more, you know, difficult, more artsy, more editorial style, more glam, mm-hmm. um, more dramatic, mm-hmm. I guess that's another word, then typically it can take about an hour to an hour, 30 minutes. Okay. And so do you charge by the client or do you charge by the hour? I charge by the look. Okay. Yeah, I charge by the look. Um, it's actually, well, in my studio, I charge by the look. Um, on set, I do charge by the hour, um, for people that want me, you know, on studio sets Mm -hmm. or photo shoot sets, videos, whatever the case may be, I do have a, um, a set price that I do for them. 
I'm looking at some work uh, that was sent to me uh, mm -hmm. uh, that you did for uh, Roger Johnson. Yes. Uh, uh, is is she one of? Is she perhaps your most famous client, or do you have other famous clients? Yes, right now I will say Flage is my most famous client. Um, yeah, she's my most famous client. Um, I love doing her makeup. She's really, really sweet. I was really nervous the first time, but so was great. leads me to a question. Yes, I've been watching LSU's women's basketball uh, for the last year or so. I was watching before then, but. That's ancient for you. Uh, but it struck me how interesting it is that all of these young women are playing ball fully made up. <laughs> and there was a time when that just did not happen. Right. But everybody on the court yeah, is fully are... made up. How does that happen? These are girly girls that are playing basketball now. That I don't know. I guess there's just there's always been that stereotype of girls that play basketball are always so hard and you know like. Well, for me, these it's, girls it's are not stepping a into their feminine hard, era. But you look like you could literally step off of a court and go to yeah. a function. <laughs> uh, the eyelashes, yeah, the, the, the eyelashes, the, 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 the blush, nails, the lipstick, the the, the, the whole nine yards, and going back maybe twenty years when Sylvia Fowles was uh, a, a star and Simone Augustus was a star, mm -hmm. those young ladies didn't come out on the court fully made up, uh, but but this is a different generation. What kind of makeup? And I, I, I would imagine that it's different because you're out there working hard and you're sweating. What kind of makeup does it require for you to be able to do that uh, and play ball as hard as these young ladies play ball? So I haven't necessarily did Flaugé's makeup to play in a game. I don't think she actually wears makeup in a game. She does wear lashes and um, lace fronts. And I don't think she wears nails, but she does wear lashes and lace fronts for sure. But she's never actually had me do her face and then play in the game. Mm -hmm. But um, I have done her face, and we've done video shoots where she um, played ball outside, you know, just for the video shoot. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had we've been on sets like for hours and days, you know, for hours on days. So um, I do have like long wear makeup um they do make long wear makeup 16 to 24 hour wear makeup that's very long lasting and it's also in the technique as long as you have a good technique that makeup's gonna set it's not gonna go anywhere even if she does decide she wants to play on the court mm -hmm. it's still gonna look good so the the makeup that i would use if i was to do her makeup and she wanted to play it would probably be um maybelline because their their foundation lasts pretty long mm -hmm. and um probably black opal and a good primer uh, a good primer would probably be you probably don't know nothing about makeup <laughs> absolutely nothing <laughs> yeah but for the the people that's watching that may know a few things about makeup a good primer will also help 
it lasts longer if she, you know, did decide, her or anybody else decided they wanted to play mm-hmm. in their face. Um, a good primer would definitely help. Maybe like a Smashbox primer. Um, yeah, I think that that'll be the best one. <laughs> a couple of years ago, uh, many celebrities were going for what they called a natural look, uh, which I took to mean without makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that still something that is that still a thing now? So that there are those who prefer makeup, and then there are those who choose not to. Yes. Uh, uh, what's the rationale behind um. that? I would say now times are a little different. People are starting to get a little bolder. So back then, I used to have a lot of people that used to just ask me like, hey, will you just do my eyes? Like, I don't want a lot of foundation or anything like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want some eyeshadows, some eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Um, But as times change, people start to realize that, um, I guess, you can still have a natural look without it looking incomplete. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of people now, I can say majority of my clients, they like a natural look, but they want a full face. They they want a full, So they want you to make yeah. them look natural. Yes, it's like, it's crazy. That's kind of oxymoron. Yeah, it's crazy <sighs> because they, they say natural, but... It, it's it's hard to explain because they have this debate on on Facebook and Instagram all the time mm-hmm. about whether um a, like a natural look versus a neutral look like Alicia Keys what she had on for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. um she looked very very natural neutral like she didn't have any makeup on but she did she was the one that I was thinking about because right. she made a big deal about going natural. Mm-hmm. But, but you're telling me that it's not really natural. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, they have to be careful when they say natural because to some artists, what a what Alicia Keys looks like for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that's natural. Okay. That looks like she didn't have any makeup on. Mm-hmm. But versus me, if you come to me and say, oh, I want something natural, I know that you're maybe just talking about something like what I have on today. Like, you can tell I have on makeup, mm-hmm. but... It's not like super, super dramatic. You know, I don't have on glittery eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just everyday makeup. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much like the debate that they have on like natural makeup. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say over time it has evolved because back then, like you said, they did want it to look like they didn't have anything mm-hmm. on. But now it's kind of like I want it to look like I have makeup on. But I still want it to look soft. So that's why I say majority of my clients, they they want a full glam, but they just want it to look soft. At what age should children start wearing makeup, in your opinion? I think, I, in my opinion, the appropriate age for a little girl... I... Occasionally, I would say maybe like. 
I have a sister one. who's two years younger That's than what I'm I am. Saying. It's a hard and I can one. remember her getting in my mother's makeup because and my mother had a literal fit. Right. You are too young to be wearing makeup. At that time she was about twelve or thirteen years old. You shouldn't be wearing makeup. Don't touch my makeup. Blah 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 blah. So right. I'm I'm just curious. That that was many years ago. What's the the general trend now for young ladies and makeup? Now, um, I've actually done like some little girls makeup for competition, like when they do like cheerleading competitions and dance competitions. So that's why I'm like occasionally, you know, I don't think it would be bad for like any six or seven year old girls to get it done if it's for like competition. But, like, as far as just to wear it, no. I feel like you need to be old enough to do it yourself. Um, So I would definitely say maybe, I would say about 15. Like, for a full face like this, about 15 or 16 years old. So that's old. about high school age. Yeah, like, whenever you're getting ready to go to, you know, the, the balls and formals right. and proms and stuff like that. You don't Other think middle that, schoolers on a regular basis should be wearing makeup? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm asking <laughs> yeah, you. I don't see, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just asking myself, like, I don't see why, because in middle school, it wasn't a reason. As much as I liked it, mm -hmm. it wasn't a reason for me to wear makeup every day. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I just think it's inappropriate. Like I said, unless it's for a competition, or something like that, you know, I don't think it's appropriate. As a makeup artist, I just don't think it's appropriate. Now, Most I, of your work. I have done some of my friends' kids' makeup just, you know, for fun. Mm -hmm. But it's never, it's always kid-friendly. Like, I might just do, like, a little glitter on the eyes mm -hmm. and just a little color lipstick just to make her feel really girly. Mm -hmm. But I'm never going to do, like, a whole thing of foundation and concealer and all that on a child. Like, no. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that 95% of your clientele is female. Mm -hmm. Do you do makeup for men? And uh, do men, is there a market for men and makeup? Yes. Um, there is. It's just small. But most, and most of the time, it's. For an occasion, um, like television or pictures, but it's just like male grooming. Mm -hmm. um, some men, whenever they um, do reach out to a makeup artist, they just want like maybe like some small features in hands. They may have like little bags under their eyes or dark circles. They'd be like, "Hey, I'm going to, I'm going on camera. Can you kind of, you know, like lighten this up for me?" Or um, you know, get this oil off my face, like, but it, it's just small enhancements, but it's definitely a market for it. I haven't, I haven't done any personally, but it's definitely a market for it. So you, you mentioned market. So let, let's, let's talk about the business aspect of, of what it is you do. Uh, how do you promote, you, you're an independent contractor and, and, and you're your own boss, which mm -hmm. you said you want it to be. How do you promote your your, your business? Is, is is this through social media? Is this... How, yes. Um, how do you get clients? 100% through social media. Um, I... At one point, when I first started, I did have um, 
a whole bunch of business cards and flyers and things that I did pass out to people. But since times have changed, you know, I still have business cards, but pretty much I promote everything through social media um, and text messages as well. Um, I sometimes send promo texts to my clients. Mm -hmm. Um, But social media, the reels, um, just trying to be creative with my posts, um, collages and things like that. I just try to keep the momentum going so Mm -hmm. that um, the consistency can stay there with my clients. Do you do these videos? I see them on YouTube more than any place else. Uh, These people who do home decor decorations or do-it-yourself projects, and and they put these posts up on YouTube. Is there a market for that for what you do as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. um, I actually had redid my whole makeup studio. Like, I redesigned the whole thing, redecorated it. Mm -hmm. I painted it, um, put up new shelves, everything, hung my TV up, everything. And I recorded the whole thing where I tried to record as much as I could. Mm -hmm. And I probably made, like, two or three videos um, just recording the process, edited it. And it's probably some of my most viewed... uh, content on mm-hmm. my page um so it's definitely like they're in the the girls that like makeup they like to see other things that's related to the makeup like just because it's not me doing somebody's face they like to see me organizing my my station mm-hmm. so it's so it's a market for that too um and tutorials too like just because they do want to see me do faces so i'm trying to work on actually getting a YouTube channel started so they can see me actually working and mm-hmm. doing faces. Mm-hmm. But it's a market for all of that. Um, the They love the decor and stuff like that as well. So. I don't want to ask you about dollars, but I'll ask you about percentages. Uh, because you have to invest in yourself in order to build your business. Right. What percentage would you say you have to reinvest into your business in order to continue to grow your business? Um, I would say maybe about 20 or 30%. Um, the reason I say that is because a little makeup goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So once I go on a haul and I buy a whole bunch of makeup, that makeup is gonna last me a good a good minute. It's gonna mm-hmm. last me a long time until I have to actually go out and reinvest and buy some more. Um, <clears throat> the thing I can say that I have to invest in the most is eyelashes. I have to invest the most in eyelashes. I would probably say majority of that percentage is eyelashes okay. <laughs> but um yeah i would definitely give it about a 30 30 30 can black women do white folk yes can white women do black folk hmm. okay <laughs> explain the difference in what you just said <laughs> no okay um i don't know what it is 
I'm not going to say all of them, but white people do not take, they don't try to perfect, um, they don't take the time to try to perfect black people's skin as much as we do to try to perfect everybody's. Like, I know me as an artist, I take the time to perfect everybody's skin tone. I want to make sure that I can do every every skin tone, mm-hmm. every race, every gender, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't feel like they... I don't feel like they do that. Um, and I feel like they're just used to what they're used to. You know, if they're in a place... Most makeup artists, um, you know, like I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and lie. Mo- majority of my clients are black clients, um, but I believe it's because of my environment, mm-hmm. um, and the same thing with them is their environment. But what I had to do, I had to look, you know, for other races to come in for me to practice on. I had to go find me some white girls, some mixed girls you know, for me to perfect that mm-hmm. color. So that way when I do get a client that books a white client, I'm not, you know, messing up or got them looking crazy. You know, I'm not nervous or anything like that. I just don't feel like they're in that environment and they also don't take the initiative to perfect it. Like, they just don't care. But that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm asking you, you yeah, your, your I've, opinion. I've went into, um, like, Sephora, and they just, like, the white girls are so confident that they're going to match your color correctly, and they just know what you're doing, and they know what they're doing, and, you know, like, they're just so much better. And the whole time, you probably can do their own face better than them. Mm-hmm. So... And a lot of times when I go into Sephora, I don't even have makeup on, so they don't even know I do makeup. But I'm looking at them like, how are you going to tell me? You look a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how are you going to tell me? But, yeah, they just I don't feel like they do makeup um, on black people. They do, they do it good on them, you know, on white people, but I don't feel like they do it. I think personal good. grooming is uh, uh, something that is racially, uh, I don't want to use the word bias, uh, but the tendency is that you have to be of a certain race in order to uh, maximize the potential of Mm -hmm. the person that you're dealing with. I I think that's true about barbers and hairstylists. I think that's true about uh, uh, makeup. I think that's true about other forms of personal grooming that it's it's not racial or, or racist to say I want someone who looks like me who knows what it is that I'm dealing with to deal with my situation you know I and you know what's crazy I've actually had other black girls like black women come to me darker women mm-hmm. and tell me hey I was more comfortable booking with you because you're dark skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, because this light skinned girl did my makeup and she made me look crazy. Mm-hmm. But I, you're dark skinned, so I know you can do dark skinned mm-hmm. people makeup. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, sometimes they just is 
it just kind of takes me fast because I'm like, people really, you know, like you say, it's, I guess since she was a light-skinned person, she's more, you know, she's more comfortable doing light-skinned people makeup. Well, you're your own best marketer. Yeah. What you look like is... It's it's, it's just crazy to me, though, because I make sure that I perfect all skin tones. Like, I may be good. Like, I I guess some people will say that about me. Like, I'm super good at doing dark-skinned people's makeup. But if you take a look at my page, I do all skin tones. Mm Mm-hmm. All skin tones. But they still have those girls that's like, you chocolate, so I'm coming to you. Like, you, I'm a chocolate girl, so I want a chocolate makeup artist. Like, so that, it, you very much have a point. You do. You Mm -hmm. definitely have a point. Because they do that. Um, Even within our race, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they won't just be like, oh, I'm a black girl, so I want a black makeup artist. They're gonna be like, I'm a chocolate girl, I want a chocolate makeup right. artist. Like, right. so, but I, it's not too many black girls that's gonna go to a white makeup artist mm-hmm. at all. Do you uh, employ other makeup artists, or, or is it just you? I recommend other makeup artists. Like, if they're if I get booked for a wedding, mm-hmm. um, and the wedding is too big for me to do myself, the wedding party. Um, I definitely will recommend or will ask another makeup artist um, to come in or if they want to help or if they need a job. I'll definitely ask, um, you know, if they want to come on on the job. Or if I have, like, an opportunity on set. I've never had this opportunity yet, but I like to manifest things. But <laughs> if I'm ever on a set and they're like, hey, we need another makeup artist, I'm going to call one of my makeup sisters so fast and be like, hey, Got something lined up. Let's mm-hmm. go. So, most definitely. You're 30 years old. You live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Why? <sighs> I mean, I, a, a lot of young people want to get away from here. Uh, frankly, I'm glad that, that you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm asking essentially the same question I ask every guest, but I'm just asking it a, a different way. Usually I say... Do you want your children to mm-hmm. stay here? You know, what are your thoughts about Baton Rouge? So I, I'm just trying to ask it a different way. Honestly, you're 30. You're you're black. You're uh, uh, an entrepreneur, independent contractor, living in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Why'd you make that choice? Um, I honestly love Baton Rouge. I lived in Lafayette for nine or ten years, came back because I just didn't feel at home. Um, Family. It's family. Um, When I was gone, I didn't feel like I had anybody. Like, anytime anything would happen, we would always have to come all the way back home. Um, you know, I did, we didn't have anybody anywhere else. All, literally all of my family. And I don't have a big family, Mm -hmm. but all of my family is in Baton Rouge. Um, so that's the main reason. Um, if I was to move somewhere, it'll probably be when I'm a little more established. Um, because I'm not really where I want to be right now. So that's why I don't really mind still being here. Because um, I feel like I still got some work to do. And I just, 
like I said, I love Baton Rouge. I love being around my family. I love being close to my mom. Um, my son, he goes to a pretty nice school, pretty decent school here. We're comfortable right now. So while I'm building, you know, to get where we need to be, um, that's pretty much why we're still here. Is Baton Rouge a good business environment in your opinion? You're, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, it, is Baton Rouge a does Baton Rouge offer the kinds of things that enhance your 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 desire to stay here from a business standpoint? Um, it it does. I'm not gonna say it doesn't, but we have to work a little harder in Baton Rouge to get recognized or to get recognition. Um, because I feel like people have this, I don't know, Baton Rouge is kind of stereotyped, I guess you could say. We're kind of like the underdogs. Um, so... Is it still true that Baton Rouge is the little brother or the little sister to New Orleans? Is the, is the, the, does that attitude still exist? We try to make it exist still, but I, I feel like we have our own, we both have our own things going on now. Mm -hmm. We're just as big as, you know, each other. Um, I'm trying to see, what was the question before? About the, <laughs> the, the, the business environment here. Is, yeah. is, 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 is there a positive business environment? It, I think it is. Um, it, it was, it's kind of tough for some businesses because there's not really um, a market for everything out here, but it's definitely people that it's definitely people that have eyes out here. Like you, you definitely have the potential to grow here. Mm -hmm. You just have to know how to push yourself. You gotta. You have to be. What's the word I'm looking for? motivated and really consistent like you you can't really procrastinate and I feel like that's one of my biggest um flaws is procrastination I feel like I would be a lot further if I didn't procrastinate mm -hmm. but I feel like that's a lot of people problem in Baton Rouge but the the environment is definitely it's a good business environment here um yeah I don't think it's negative I don't think it's negative. It, it's a positive environment, but it's just that it's just small. Some places, it's there. It's so many people, you know, that's out and willing to help each other, you know. But it's not that many of us. It's just like just a few. Uh, it's like Baton Rouge is just so small, and not everybody is willing. Like I ain't gonna say that they're negative towards each other, but like everybody is just all about themselves, you know. So I ain't going to be negative. Like, I'm not going to say, like... Well, I'm not asking you to, to, to be negative. I'm, I'm asking for your honest assessment of, of, of things. Yeah, I, I... If I were to ask you to put it on, 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 on a scale of, of A to F. A to L. What, what, what is Baton Rouge as Baton a business Rouge environment? Would, uh, Baton Rouge would probably get a C to me. Get a C. Yeah, it would get a C. Because I honestly do feel like if more people were willing to work together... Um, and it wasn't, you know, 
so much competition, mm-hmm. people would be a lot further because that's what I see being happening. That's what I see being done in Houston and Miami. I see a lot of people working together. But it's like Baton Rouge is so small, everybody is just in competition. Mm-hmm. So nobody's really trying to work together, you know, to get where we all need to be. So that's just my opinion. Are you politically engaged in any way? Uh, Not really. I don't pay too much attention to politics. No, I do sometimes um, pay attention to what's going on in my state, in my city, Mm -hmm. because that's what's important to me. Um, But, like, big, big politics. Well, it is. Local politics, in my opinion, is the biggest politics there is. And as a business person, entrepreneur, minority business owner, I was just curious how politically involved you are. We have a black mayor, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, second term working on her third. The previous mayor was also black. Uh, um, Much of the Metro Council is black. I'm just curious if you thought that perhaps political engagement might help enhance business opportunities for uh, people like you, minority business owners, female minority business owners. Uh, if, if you were more politically involved, do you think that that could be helpful? Most definitely. I definitely think it would be helpful for me. Most definitely. Yes. All right. Let me ask you a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. You're part of Baton Rouge community, uh, and you have three higher education groups Mm -hmm. here. You have Southern, you have LSU, you have Baton Rouge Community College. Mm -hmm. Uh, From your standpoint, with what you do, do you think that higher education is essential for future growth, or do you think that if you just have the talent, you can forego education and, and, and go off in your own direction? For what I do? Yes. For what I do, honestly, I don't think that um, higher education is required because I was a student at Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, I was majoring in business management mm-hmm. in 2017, and I ended up getting pregnant. I have a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I got pregnant, I just never went back. I, I do plan on going back, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I have to go back. I do not feel like it's essential for me to have to go back. I feel like I can still be successful in what I do without going back to school, but I personally still want to go back and finish what I started. But honestly, for what I do, I don't think that... I mean about managing your own books and, and handling your own finances and, yeah. and that's why, uh, like, marketing classes and things of that sort. That's why, personally, I do, you know, want to finish um, my business management major mm-hmm. because I know that it can be helpful for me in other ways. But for the people that just want to do makeup and just stick to just doing makeup, um, they do have people that offer, you know, classes that will teach you, um, you know, how to manage your books and stuff like that. So you don't have to go spend all your money in a college, you know. So 
that's why I don't think that it's absolutely necessary for you to have to go and get a degree if you want to do makeup. There are other ways to get the knowledge right. that you need. Yeah, like you don't have to get a degree if you want to do makeup. Um, it would definitely help, especially like, and then I wouldn't even say that. There's also, um, you can get a cosmetology license. Mm-hmm. Um, that would help, but you don't necessarily have to have it. You know, not to do make, not to do what I do, but it will help. Like it will, it will always be beneficial to you. Okay. Do you um, kind of a morbid question? I, I don't mean to be morbid, but in my vocation, I deal with death mm-hmm. quite a lot. I deal with funerals, and. Usually, there's someone who's responsible for making up the dead bodies. Morticians. Morticians. Uh, is, is 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 that something that you have done in in the past? I haven't, but I I secretly want to. <laughs> I secretly want to. I don't know. Uh, Cause some makeup artists tell me like, "You saying that now, but you ain't gonna want to do it once you." But I, I want to experience that at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to speak too fast. God forbid it be anybody that I know or anything, you know, any of my clients or anything that I end up having to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to um, do that at least once. I don't want to um, I don't want to do it all the time, <laughs> just like, you know. If somebody requested from me or if it's one of my clients or, you know, somebody that I'm close to mm-hmm. here and there, I want them to be, I want to have the experience and be able to say that I can do it, mm-hmm. you know, because right now I haven't done it at all. Okay. But I definitely want to do it. I, want, I I don't mind. I know some people. My mom actually has done um, some of her clients' hair. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, some of her clients' hair. And she tells me that, it's definitely um, something to experience. Like it's it's not easy, mm-hmm. but you feel honored that you were able to make that person look beautiful. You know, on their homegoing. So that's why I really want to. You know, that's why I want to experience that. I'm 62 years old. You're 30. What? Do I need to know about young people in Baton Rouge that I may not know or that you might assume I don't know about young people? Mm. You're literally half my age. So so, <laughs> so, 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 so help me. Um, you know, I, nowadays, I, I have a 29-year-old son, uh, so all he does is go dad and then walks out of the room. So that, that that's really not helpful. But... But if 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 I were to ask you to educate me about young people in this community, what 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 would you what would be the number one thing that you would tell me? The number one thing that I would tell you is to um give a little grace, but also motivate, cause. A lot of people nowadays, a lot of these younger people nowadays still trying to figure out, like, we, we still trying to figure out where, what we doing or, you know, where we're headed in life. Um, a lot of us are still chasing stability. Um, 
So my advice would just be, you know, we we may be a little frustrating, you know, a little hard to understand at times, but with a little, you know, grace and motivation, I feel like we all can be I feel like we all can be kind of um what's the word I'm looking for? put into the right direction. So um I don't know if that really answers your question, but do you think that we're <laughs> people of my generation are impatient I with think people, people of your generation? Yeah, I think I do. I honestly do think that um some older people are a lot less understanding um because a lot of older people feel like, look, I've been through this. I know how it's going to go. Like, I'm trying to tell you. And with that, I do it so mentality already. Like, not I do it so that I told you so mm-hmm. mentality already in their head. But I feel like a lot of us younger people, we have to learn stuff on our own. Mm-hmm. Like, we, even though you might tell us, like, I told you that's going to happen we still not going to really fully understand until we learn for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of stuff my mom would tell me, and I wouldn't understand why she would tell me that until it actually happened to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. I see why she was telling me that all along. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just feel like, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of older people, just that's why I feel like a lot of older people are very impatient with younger folks because mm-hmm. they know we can do better, but we still just choose to learn the hard way. Um, but like I say, with a little patience and motivation, we gonna we gonna we could get it right. <laughs> we could get it right. Are you a church girl? I'm not. I'm not a church girl. Um, but I do love God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely a God-fearing woman. Um, I do, I listen to my gospel. Mm-hmm. I might, you know, watch a sermon, uh, get on church, watch live every now and then. I don't really have time to actually go in church because I'm usually working on Sunday mornings. But I'm not, I, I'm not going to sit here and just be like, oh, I'm, I'm a church girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not a church girl. I'm um my grandmother was really big on church. She was. Um, but my mom not so much. So it I guess it just kinda rolled over to me. She wasn't too big on it, so she wasn't too big on it for me either. Okay. Um, but my grandmother was very <laughs> she was uh in the church all the time. And she would always every time I came home to Benaru, she had me. Um, at Bethany. Or <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was another church we went to before Bethany, but she she definitely had me in the church a lot when I was little. But as I got older I wasn't much of a church girl. But definitely love God. I will always scream that. <laughs> Are you an only child? Do you yes. have siblings? Okay, you you're I'm an only. my mom's only child. I do have a brother on my dad's side. Okay. But I'm my mom's only child. And how was that uh, growing up as as an only? 
I'm, I liked I'm, it. I'm, I'm a middle child. I have an older brother, younger sister. I liked it. I didn't have a problem being the only child. Um, honestly, I was a spoiled brat. <laughs> <laughs> I was spoiled. My mom let me do whatever I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Not whatever I wanted to do, but majority of the time I got my way. Um... But it was pretty easy going. Um, I never felt lonely or anything like that. I never remember. I don't remember me being like, "Oh my God, I want a sister," or "Oh my God, I want a brother." Now I was happy when I found out I had a brother on my dad's side, mm-hmm. but it never was like, "Oh my God, I need a brother." Like I need a sister. I'm so lonely. Or I just used to be doing my own thing in my own little world. <laughs> If people wanted to reach out to you and uh, utilize your services, how could they get in touch with you? I have my own booking website, conceitedfacesmakeupartistry.as.me. Okay. Yes, that's it. I'm sure that that Terrence (laughs) will have it on the screens, but... It sounds yes. like a long name. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's my booking site. Um, I also have Instagram. You can go straight to my Instagram um, at Conceited Faces, two underscores. Um, and my booking link is on my bio. You can go straight to it from there um, instead of trying to remember that long link. Yeah. Um, I also have Facebook. My Facebook is my full name, Maya Lee. Um, and Twitter. My Twitter name is Pardon My M Y I Pretty P R E T T Y. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and share with us today. You're a lovely young lady, and I wish you every success in the future. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next time.